Osteoporosis treatments most commonly focus on drugs, hormone replacement therapies, dairy products, and mineral supplements. But are there other effective ways to build bone vitality? Welcome to Nutrition Edge on ReachMD. I'm Kathy King. My guest today is Dr. Amy Lanou, Chair and Professor of Health and Wellness at the University of North Carolina, Asheville. Dr. Lanou is author of the book, Building Bone Vitality, a revolutionary diet plan to prevent bone loss and reverse osteoporosis without dairy, calcium, estrogen, or drugs. She joins us to talk about this concept of building bone vitality in a different way. Amy, welcome to our program. It's my pleasure to be here. Amy, you are proposing something that flies in the face of what we've been taught for decades. This has surely been an interesting journey for you. How did it start? Well, thank you for that question. I actually first started really thinking about the question of how to support bone health through good nutrition back when I was working with Dr. T. Colin Campbell on a project of his, and I sat in on his vegetarian nutrition class at Cornell. And this was after I'd finished my PhD. And it was a lecture that he gave during that that really got me sort of started thinking about, is cow's milk a necessary food? And if it's not a necessary food, are there ways that we can be nutritionally supporting bone health in better or more effective ways? What are the worldwide bone density studies showing us about food and bone health? So we've known for a long time of this thing called the calcium paradox, which is essentially that places in the world that have the highest intakes of dairy products and the highest intakes of calcium also have the highest risks of osteoporosis, and particularly as measured through hip fracture. And so when you take a look at that, you think, well, this is completely opposite of what we would think would be happening if adding more dairy products to the diet or even adding more calcium to the diet was actually reducing osteoporosis or reducing fracture rates. There are lots of other examples, but that's sort of where we that's sort of where we got started. When I read your book on building bone vitality, it, I noticed that there were 1,200 studies that you looked at on this issue, and I can't believe there's that many studies that have actually looked at it, and yet we're still coming out with the same kinds of guidelines. Could you go over that for us for a few minutes? The studies that we reviewed for the book looked at a variety of different nutritional factors that might be potentially beneficial for bone. The area that's been most studied is the nutrient calcium and dairy products as a food source for calcium. And it's remarkable, especially when you look at the fracture studies, how little relationship there is between increasing calcium intake or dairy product intake and hip fracture. Most studies show no relationship. Some studies, as I indicated at the opening, show actually increased risk with higher calcium and dairy intakes. Well, a few, less than a third of the studies that we reviewed actually show a benefit. And so what that set us to looking at is what are the other nutritional factors that might be more supportive of bones? And some of the things that come out really strongly in the literature are increasing intake of fruits and vegetables in the diet. There's good evidence that higher levels of fruit and vegetable intake support better bone outcomes and reduce fracture risk. For example, another key factor that we found is that if when dietary protein intake is high, you see higher fracture risk than when dietary protein is adequate. So especially if it's animal protein and especially if it's consumed over the recommended dietary allowance 
of 0.8 grams per kilogram. Okay. And so if we have benefits with fruits and vegetables, what are they doing to the body that makes the bones stronger? A couple of reasons why we think there's such an important, having a diet rich in fruits and vegetables, especially whole fruits and vegetables, is important to bone. One is that it's these foods that provide the 17 different nutrients that are important to bone. It's not just calcium. It's not just vitamin D, but vitamin C, potassium, uh, vitamin K, a variety of other nutrients, both macronutrients and micronutrients are important to bone. And fruits and vegetables are good sources of those. But the other key factor is what fruits and vegetables don't do. They don't increase the acidity of the blood. They're generally alkaline forming when they make it to the bloodstream. And so what that means is it helps our body keep the calcium that's in bone there because there's no reason for that calcium to be pulled out due to an acid-forming diet. So fruits and vegetables help keep the body more alkaline. You're listening to Nutrition Edge on ReachMD. I'm Kathy King, and I'm speaking with nutrition scientist Dr. Amy Leno. We're talking about building bone vitality in a different way. Amy, lifestyle factors, you're saying then, on changing the kinds of foods that we're eating make a big difference. If someone does eat meat, if they have fruits and vegetables at the same meal, does that help? It absolutely would because... As long as there was adequate fruits and vegetables to balance out the acid-forming nature of the meat or the other acid-forming foods in the meal, like cheese. If a person wanted to have some turkey as part of a meal, it would be much better instead of having that turkey with cheese on a white bread sub to have that turkey meat on a large salad that has greens and other cut-up vegetables because the alkaline nutrients in those greens would balance out the acid-forming nutrients in the turkey itself. Amy, let me ask then, so you took it off of the red. Are grains an acid or an alkaline-producing food? So they are closer to neutral, but generally somewhat acid-forming, and especially highly processed ones. Some of the newest research on bone, dietary pattern in bone, that's just been done in the last couple of years, is looking at dietary patterns that have a lot of highly processed foods and dietary patterns of highly processed foods are also linked to higher incidence of hip fracture or fracture rates. So processing typically makes the food more acid forming. A whole grain would generally would be better than a highly processed grain. Can you summarize for us what you want us to remember about diet, lifestyle, and bone health? First, let me say that one of the most important things that we can do for bone, we, I haven't mentioned yet at all, and that is to move our bodies. Bones need the stimulus for new bone growth is stress on the bone. So bones need us to dress the bones on a very regular basis. So number one is say, get outside and play, but literally move and get some sunshine for vitamin D production. Then the things that we did talk about are increasing fruits and vegetables or having a diet that is rich in whole fruits and vegetables and minimizing those calcium robbers or things that increase calcium loss from the body. And those would be animal protein or high total, excess total protein generally, calcium, sodium, and also smoking all rob the body of calcium. Amy, thank you for bringing us your nutrition insight. This has been so interesting. Our guest has been nutrition scientist, Dr. Amy Leno. We've been discussing building bone vitality in a different way. I'm Kathy King, and you've been listening to Nutrition Edge on ReachMD. 
Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring podcasts of this and other series, and thank you for listening.